Good afternoon, everyone. Welcome to the Triangles Meditation Group. Today is Monday, April 20th, 2020. We'd like to use this platform of the weekly webinar to introduce the work of Triangles to those people who are new to it and to aid them in the forming of Triangles. So if you're new to this work and resonate to the idea of group planetary service, you could consider forming a triangle by placing your name in the chat box along with your contact information. And hopefully two other people on the webinar will agree to form a triangle with you. And you can also find Triangles Partners on our triangles.org website. And of course, you can always reach out to people in your community friends and family. And the other purpose of these weekly webinars is to create a platform whereby people who are already members of Triangles can come together each week and to participate in a meditative visualization in the support and strengthening of the Triangles network. Triangles is a simple visualization technique using the power of thought and prayer to uplift and transform consciousness. It's the establishing of a line of loving communication between three people who agree to vivify that triangular link every day. Three people linked together as a triangle of light, mentally, spiritually, and in a spirit of goodwill to all humanity. This triangle is then placed within the planetary network of triangles. And as the network is visualized, the great invocation is sounded in order to release and circulate spiritual energies throughout the etheric network and into the consciousness of all humanity, touching open hearts and minds everywhere that can respond to spiritual stimulation when it's released into the atmosphere. Triangles need only take a few minutes each day and can therefore be fit into even the busiest of schedules. Triangles workers have a specific task to dissipate, to help dissipate the glamour of the astral plane, which is so thick at this time. We draw what we need from cosmic etheric levels and we pour it down and release it into the three worlds of daily living. Through this means we play our part in helping to meet human need and also the need of all living beings, following in the footsteps of the great teachers. So as we do each week, we're going to begin with a moment of silence to link up with one another and follow a brief visualization activity followed by sounding the mantra. So let's visualize ourselves as a group in alignment with all triangles workers everywhere. seeing our group as a vast sphere of lighted, purposeful energy. At the center of the sphere, visualize the group's soul as a sphere of light. And within the center of that soul, visualize the world teacher, radiating and enlivening all triangles workers everywhere.
see spinning out from the inmost center, the radiation of love, raying forth as a mental influence to others. Visualize this love as an emotional benediction to others. And visualize this love as vital life radiating out through all the worlds. Radiance are we and power. We stand together with our hands stretched out, linking the heavens and the earth, the inner world of meaning and the subtle world of glamour. We reach into the light and bring it down to meet the need. We reach into the silent place and bring from thence the gift of understanding. Thus with the light we work and turn the darkness into day. We're working now at this time within the five-day period of preparation for the upcoming Taurus new moon, which will occur on Wednesday night here in New York at 10.30 p.m. And you can check your local times. And um, really, this is a really big lead up to the Waysack Festival, which will occur two weeks later, the time of greatest spiritual influx in our planetary life. And it's always helpful to remember that each of these three festivals of the higher interlude period relate to the great planetary triangle with Aries relating to the Aries relating to the center of hierarchy. And then the Wesak festival reaches up to the highest center, the center of pure will, the center Shambhala. Whereas the Gemini, the concluding of the three spiritual festivals relates more to the human kingdom, Christ himself standing as the God man. And so as we work with these three festivals, it's helpful to remember that they're really one event solidifying that great triangle within our planetary life, helping to bring about the three-way interrelationship between the three centers. And so the Taurus festival, the one that we're preparing for now, as I said, relates to the Shambhala impact. And so we have to understand that this is a potent energy and we have to take care as we participate to make sure that we're linking with our group. Because if we try to 
And if we forget and try to link up as an individual, the energies can be certainly overwhelming. And so we all need to take care because this year's Taurus festival in particularly is particularly charged due to the preceding uh, festival week of the new group of world servers, which is linked under the sign of Capricorn very much with the will energy and very much with this earth sign of Taurus, <clears throat> which also rules the new group of world servers. So there's a really strong interplay between those two great events. So this event this year is, is very much um, highlighted and strengthened. Also at this new moon, any of you who are interested in astrology you will know that the alignment being set up at this upcoming new moon period is, is very powerful. And so I think in a way it's helping to clear out the planetary etheric body so that we can be more receptive to the energies at WESAC. And what I had um, wanted to just touch on today is the comparison between the spiritual path and the lotus. As you know, this is a, a key symbol used throughout Vedantic and Buddhist teachings in the East to help us to understand as humanity that the path of spiritual growth is long and can be quite arduous. Oftentimes spiritual seekers, when they have the first touch of uh, inspiration from the soul, tend to get over enthous overly enthusiastic. And it's helpful therefore to remember that when the challenges appear and they will appear, to remember the symbolism of the lotus, which starts its journey, its long, long journey, symbolizing the journey that we all go through over a myriad of lives, thousands and thousands, millions of years, as we too find our way out of the mud, out of the depth of darkness in which we're all encased when we start our journey, and then pushing ourselves in a faint, flickering response to something far beyond. We push our way up through the watery realm, which is probably the longest and most arduous part of the journey, symbolizing as it does the astral plane and the myriad of false realities appearing real that we encounter along the way until we reach that momentous moment when the bud first pierces through into the light. And then <clears throat> the journey begins to accelerate under the impress, occasional at first, but increasingly as we become more fused with the light of the soul, the budding turns into a flower and the flower eventually opens to reveal the jewel in the lotus. And so perhaps at this higher interlude period, we can all prepare ourselves for taking a step. It might be the opening of one petal of that lotus a little more fully at this time. And as we work as a group, we can assure, be assured that the group lotus, the group song is opening. So just to end by saying Om Mani Padme Om, I salute the light of the jewel. So let's now move into our meditation work. Let's link with all triangles workers everywhere. We reach into this highest center. sound together 
the affirmation of will. In the center of the will of God, I stand. Not shall deflect my will from his. I implement that will by love. I turn towards the field of service. I, the triangle divine, work out that will within the square and serve my fellow men. Using the creative imagination, link with two other points of light to create a triangle of light. Visualize the triangle in which you are working as an essential part of the radiant tri worldwide triangles network. Hold the consciousness immersed within the light of the group soul, the heart of love which underlies and infuses the network. Now link with the world teacher who stands as the heart of love at the center of the spiritual hierarchy and also at the heart of each triangle. Hold the group mind open and receptive to the inpouring energy of love.
Utilize light and goodwill circulating around the triangles from point to point and flowing out through the network into the hearts and minds of men and women everywhere. Healing and transforming human consciousness and establishing right human relationships. See the whole planet alight with triangles. See new triangles being formed everywhere. Prior to sounding the great invocation, let's pause to consider the work that will be done by the words as they're poured out. And as we repeat each stanza, let's visualize the network acting as a link between the world of spiritual realities and humanity, and as a channel through which light and love and divine purpose may flow into human consciousness. From the point of light within the mind of God, let light stream forth into human minds. Let light descend on earth. From the point of love within the heart of God, let love stream forth into human hearts. May the coming one return to earth. From the center where the will of God is known, let purpose guide all little human wills. The purpose which the masters know Answer. From the center which we call the human race, let the plan of love and light work out and may it seal the door where evil dwells. Let light and love and power restore the plan on earth. Oh.
Thank you, everyone. And now we're going to hear from our guest, Emmanuel Sacafio, who's um, been a presenter before, and many of you will know him. He had his training in um, engineering, but spent his career working in the New York City public school system as uh, a math mathematics and physics teacher. Emmanuel, are you there? Yes, I'm here. Okay, great. So we'll give the floor to you and we look forward to hearing from you. Can you hear me? Yes. Yes. Okay. Good afternoon to everyone and welcome to the Triangles webinar, April 20th at this time. The topic is reflecting on some of the underlying sources of the outer turmoil, reflecting on crises. Students of the ageless wisdom with all others are reflecting on the crises and simultaneously on healing and unification. And their keynote might as well be a line from the mantra of unification. Let pain bring its due reward of light and love. Naturally, we are all intensely seeking for some meaning and explanations that will shed some light on this ongoing world crisis and what its aftermath may bring. In this connection, the following quote from the Tibetan in January of 1939 is illuminating. Quote, another angle from which the world situation can be viewed with profit is to look for the hidden sources of the outer turmoil. This is seldom what men think it is. For the sources lies in the realm of energies and forces. Page 71 of Externalization of the Hierarchy. He further stated that there are three great streams of energies working powerfully in the world at this time. End quote. These are the energies of Shambhala, the will to good hierarchy, love and wisdom, and humanity, creative intelligence. These are also the energies, the essential energies employed in our triangles work. Our work with these energies through the many forms of meditation and above all, the widespread use of the great invocation have increased tremendously the impouring of light, love, and will to good, and thus speeding up all world processes. We may note that one of the effects of the great invocation is acceleration. And this is being demonstrated in the world in the speeding up of all processes in the threefold world. Another energy which is always present 
even when not in incarnation, is the fourth ray of harmony through conflict because it functions through humanity, the fourth kingdom. This fourth ray of harmony through conflict is the embodiment of the principle of conflict as the instigator of eventual harmony in relation to the nations. This is from page 623, Race and Initiation. And under this ray, I effected the working out of the points of crisis, the points of tension, and the points of emergence. These are processes involving energies and forces, and they are associated with initiations. Today, the effect of this fourth ray in conjunction with the other rays, especially and notably the seventh ray of ceremonial order, the ray which is presently pouring into the planet in increasing measure and replacing the familiar sixth ray is producing a true world crisis. Many points of crisis are present in the world. Tensions are rising and falling with bewildering rapidity. Everywhere there is an uncomfortable mix of suspense and hope. But amidst all the death and the dying, the recovering and the anxiety is an outpouring of goodwill, love, and fortitude. The nations are beginning to stand in solidarity and to share and cooperate after the earlier wave of national inward looking evoked by fear, confusion, and old habits. To the student seeking some understanding, one way of approach is to consider many possible suggestions. And one such suggestion is considered here in the form of a question. And this is the question. Does the incoming seventh ray of ceremonial magic and its conditioning effects suggest some relationship between the present world conditions and the points of crisis, tension, and emergence associated with the first initiation of the birth of the Christ at Bethlehem? Simply put, is it reasonable from the point of view of the ageless wisdom to suggest that the world is in the process of taking the first initiation based on the present world challenges and the current crisis? Some of the key words given by the Tibetan on page 340 in race and initiation associated with the first initiation are the birth, sacral center, beginnings, the seventh ray, relationship, sex magic, and the physical plane. Let us briefly examine these key words in connection with the current world affairs. The seventh ray has the power to bring into synthetic relation the great pairs of opposites. This is from page 280, Esoteric Psychology, Volume 1, and has been in manifestation since 1675 AD. The sacral center and sex magic are symbolic words for relationships and have their higher counterpart of relationship, which is a key note of the first initiation and initiations in general. For example, the relationship between the sexes, the long struggle for gender equality has come under intense scrutiny lately and the fight for equality among the sexes 
is still raging, the Me Too movement comes to mind. The racial inequalities, perennial and bedeviling the world is also agonizingly with us. The Black Lives Matter all too painfully reminds us. In fact, concerning relationships, the clamor for right human relationships everywhere in the world, without exception, and across every possible aspect of human life, political, economic, gender, social, educational, nutritional, environmental, religious, and the devious and continuous manipulations of data and media, etc., etc., is the order of the day. Values are changing, and the Sustainable Development Goals, with its great promise, is definitely an astonishing acknowledgement of the beginning of humanity's conscious acquiescence in the establishment of right human relations. Points of tension leading to points of emergence are engaging all nations today through the cycles of conferences. Here, the point of tension means sustaining the effort needed for the work to be done in establishing right human relationship. The higher form of relationship hinted above and symbolized by the key word sex magic is engaging the aspirants and disciples of the world. These disciples in the new age are relentlessly struggling with the difficult work of the white magic of the soul personality relationship. The meaning of the name Bethlehem, the house of bread, is another indication of the challenges posed by wrong economic relationships. This is universal and clamoring to the highest heavens for redress. The birth or the coming of the light in the cave of darkness, as the first initiation is sometimes called, reveals some of the ugly and hideous surroundings within the cave of the darkened hearts and the disruption that characterizes the birth process on many levels are reflected in the disaster that has characterized the initial world reaction to the handling of the coronavirus crisis. All that is represented by the key words mentioned above and associated with the first initiation through the impact of the seven three is present in the world experience today. May the group of world servers continuously hold the vision before the eyes of men and women everywhere, leading us from the unreal to the real. For where there is no vision, the people perish. Thank you. Thank you, Emmanuel sharing those thoughts with us. There are a few comments uh, in the chat box that I think it would be nice for you to read to the group if you scroll down. And in the meantime, if you have any questions you'd like to share audibly, please consider doing so, uh, clicking on your name in the participants box and we can unmute your microphone. And if anyone else would like to share some comments in the chat box, please do so. Okay, Emmanuel. You see the chats? Chat, I'm looking for the chat. I see mute hall, unmute hall, invite. Mm. I can read it to you and then you could okay. share any comments you might have. Okay. First one comes from Santana Star. Says, uh, my first thought about this topic is that any outer turmoil or problem 
will very often have hidden negative causes originating from A, a lack of soul energies or inhibited soul life, B, disalignment or disbalance or poor integration of the bodies or kingdoms on a planetary level, and C, overaccumulation of shambolic will energies without using these rightly. So there are plenty of possible negative causes of the present world turmoil. But perhaps the topic is intending to reflect on positive hidden sources of the turmoil. And this would be of two possible types. A, positive soul opportunities or learning opportunities which are possible in any problematic situation or direct positive intentions from higher hierarchical sources. Well, that's a really deep one. Um, maybe it doesn't need any comment because it's saying um, so much there, but if you had any comments on that, feel free to share. No, I think all that he's saying is just perfect and fine. Okay. But there are hidden sources and this is their this some of their externalizations here we are linking them to the point of crisis tension and emergence associated with the first initiation the birth of the christ at bethlehem okay um and from eugenie um he writes as the seventh ray manifests itself on the etheric levels of the physical plane then the realization of hidden sources will depend on the total control of one's own etheric centers. The recognition of the technique or method of operation of the main seventh ray will be the main way to understand hidden sources. Thus humanity is now faced with the possibility of recognizing this principle of vitality or prana which is centered at the base of the spine of both the individual and the planet. That's very nice. Um, the, the seventh ray in particular is the energy which facilitates the taking of the first initiation. And the energies and forces playing in the world today are strongly pointing to the impact of this seventh ray. It's also the rear of organizations. And, and the computer seems to be like the symbolic equipment of the second ray, organizing almost every aspect of human life today. So energies are pouring in. Scientific research is penetrating into deeper aspects of matter. Actually, they are functioning in the etheric realm using different technologies. So as time goes on, more discoveries will be made. The, the etheric will become part of our lives. I mean, uh, the whole of the world wide web that the IT technology is already making applications of this. All these are forms of initiation because at the heart of initiation is relationship with an ever increasing sense of inclusiveness and from dense matter we are expanding our consciousness and including more subtle aspects of matter and this itself is a penetration and it's a form of initiation so all around us this initiation is taking place when we remove the initiation from the glamours and the 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 personal concerns then we see it helps us to see the bigger picture that is taking place i had a question emmanuel um as to your view on how the new group of world servers are aiding humanity 
to take this first initiation? How do you see that their help um, in the world? The new group of world service are playing a central role in all that is happening in the world. We are told that energy per se, per se is impersonal. And it depends on the vehicle which the energy or the forces contact. Based on the quality of the vehicle, there will be a certain externalization. And in a treatise on white magic, the Tibetan talks about the aspirants in the world, the disciples, probationary disciples and accepted disciples who are seeking to be responsive to the hierarchy. He mentions in this sense, the Tibetan says the hierarchy represents the head center of humanity. And the aspirants, the aspirants, the probationary disciples, the accepted disciples, so to say the esoteric students, students of the ageless wisdom, people who are meditating, form a center of within the head center associated with the pineal gland. And their invocative work leads to a great radiation. Now, this radiation begins to affect the intelligentsia of the world, the professionals, the scientists, the artists, the creative thinkers in all fields of life, economic health, you name it. And the radiation due to the evocative work of the new group of world service irradiate these other group, which forms the pituitary gland. When these radiations are of a certain quality, of a certain nature, and it reaches a certain intensity, then the two groups, so-called the new group of world service, and the creative thinkers, who are not necessarily part of the new group of world service, begin to merge. And a light is born. And this is the birth of the Christ. This is the first initiation taking place in humanity. Therefore, the new group of well service are playing a central role. The energies that we are invoking are particularly pouring through the new group of well service. We've been told that the new group of well service is that center of which all discipleship groups in the world are a part. Therefore, the spiritual energies coming in, being invoked, the use of the great invocation, the energies from Shambhala, which are particularly related to the pineal gland, which is, which is, represented, which is representative of the new group of world service are bringing in the will of God. And the seventh ray is the lower aspect, the lower reflection of the first ray. Therefore, it will seem like the new group of world service through the seventh ray energy is grounding the will to good. This will to good invoked by the new group of well service, we then radiate and qualify humanity, and the result will be the manifestation of goodwill in the world. 
Thank you, Emmanuel. Um, I just wanted to add on that point that one of the ways that I think in which the new group of world servers are aiding humanity to take the first initiation is because they provide an example, you know, and being an example is one of the most powerful tools that any individual can undertake. And so as groups all over the planet, consisting of members of the new group of world servers, are doing all they can to uplift and transform humanity through many means, they're serving really as that example of taking the sense of responsibility because the Tibetan does say that the first initiation is characterized by a sense of responsibility, a growing sense. And so I think the new group is really providing that example to us all. And I just wanted to address a, one question that was in the chat box. I should have mentioned that the new moon meeting uh, offered by the New York headquarters will be on this Thursday at 6 p.m. New York time. And there will be a Zoom link for that on our homepage that you can link to. So we encourage any of you who can uh, to participate in that. And someone else asked if the new moon uh, five-day approach is similar to the full moon. And yes, some people choose to take two days of preparation, day of safeguarding on the actual day of the new moon, and then to distribution. So again, thank you so much, Emmanuel. You're welcome. We're going to close now with a moment of silence. Thank you, everyone.